Hello, and welcome to the Who Are You podcast, a weekly conversation covering the world of football. I'm James, and I'm here with my talented producer, Nolan. Today, we're chatting about Alfonso Davies' coming of age, the Champions League results, MLS preview, and much more. Put your feet up and enjoy. Cheers. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. back. <laughs> to the Who Are You podcast, episode four. It's four. It's like wow. legit now. Well, yeah, we're, I guess we're we're a month in, so um, may it continue. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone as always for tuning in and helping us be part of your day, or whether it's your commute or whether it's just you're looking to waste a half an hour to 45 or an hour and as can, we... You can, waste, you can definitely waste half an hour here. Welcome aboard. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, first and foremost is Champions League. There's a lot of excitement this week. Um, in particular, us Canadians, we're very excited to see a lot of talent playing in Europe, um, specifically in the Chelsea-Bayern game too. So James, what were some takeaways you had for the Chelsea-Bayern thrashing at the bridge? Yeah, it was just, it was like his coming of age day in Europe. Um, Alfonso Davies, everyone in England now are like, oh, who's this guy? It's like, we've been knowing him, yeah. you know? You know He's, you've made it when the English fans take yeah, notice of Yeah, well, that's you. the thing. It's like, there's certain things that are, there's l- things that are certain in life. And one of them is that the English media will just like push you off until they, they can't anymore. <laughs> so it's good to see him... He absolutely bossed the show. He was up against Aspilicueta and Reese James. Um, Mason Mount was just in his pocket the whole game. Like Aspilicueta is a, a good defender, but he's he's an, you know he's in his thirties. He was getting run ragged. You can't keep up with. I don't think anyone can keep up with uh, Alfonso. He was um, obviously instrumental going forward. Um, pretty good on on his way back. Obviously, he's getting. Um, He's kind of coming up against the best kind of opposition to in practice to become a good defender, but totally. they, they were definitely on the front foot the entire time. Um, that obviously the 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 run for the th- for the oh, third goal was was awesome. Um, just kind of showed his his sprinter speed speed right there. So it was yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting to watch. Um, I love um, I love this kind of. Little session, but Byron's on just coming around, grabbing, getting scalps from uh, London teams. From London teams, so Gnabry is oh man, you see on Instagram he was posting London is still red. Yeah. I'm just like oh my goodness. Here's man. one thing though, I remember you you said um, a couple of days ago about Robert Lewandowski mm. that you weren't too keen on him, and I mean if you you maybe you should go watch that back because he was exceptional, two assists and a goal like. And you know what I noticed? I, I didn't rate him for the national team. I do rate him for Bayern, well, I mean, of he's course. Polish. Like, you can only do so much with what he's got. And they've still got a... Ronaldo? I'd say Portugal have a better team than Poland. Yeah, fair. Um, but I actually, when Alfonso stayed back, I saw Lewandowski go out in the wing because he set up two goals as well. So he's very, like, instrumental in allowing guys to come forward because if he's out on the wing, then... You know. They're all buying into that system they got yeah. that they're buying. Like they all know that they're not just going to stay stationary at their one position. They can float around and be interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, real coming of age <clears throat> moment for Alfonso. World's definitely going to take notice. Looks like he'll be, you know, their main guy at left back. David Alba is more than um, more than capable of filling in with the center midfield or the d- defense that he's doing right now. 
Um, I think that, yeah, I think he's going to be a hot topic. Um, I think they're already trying to re-sign him. Lock him down, yeah. And I think he'll be a hot property for the next couple of years in Europe. I just hope that Canada push him forward. <laughs> Not going to Because they've got good defenders as well in the... It, you know, coming through like Sam, that Sam Atakube guy, who played at uh, the Whitecaps, he's in no- Norway. He he could do a job. Uh, it's not going to be that difficult being in that team if you have Alfonso up front. Yeah, the question is just going to be like, would Canada consider playing him at left back? Or you know, we saw because at the Whitecaps we all saw him, you know left wing or right wing, like he was always moving forward high up the pitch. Like the idea of him playing so exciting to watch back? when he was sixteen and he was just yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's like restricting people in like. When you have that sort of guy, he's gonna like he'll he'll bec- he's gonna become world class, you know. I'm trying and, to believe that now. After yeah. last uh, Tuesday night performance, I was like, I actually believe that. Well, if you go to the bridge like and you do it, you 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 know sort them out like that, then it's it's only, and he's only 19. Yeah. So and the fans were singing. They were. I think it felt like a real coming of age. Like you're like the English fans took notice. All social media platforms took notice. The Bayern fans were singing his name like crazy throughout yeah. that game. It just felt like. All the stuff that the Canadian fans have known about him from the MLS just suddenly was just reaffirmed on like the biggest night possible across all media as a platform. Yeah. Right, everyone in Europe took notice, and like you said, like the English press <laughs> push you away much as they can until it's finally like, okay, we have to recognize the talent and class this guy is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, long may it continue. I believe it will. Um, I just hope that. I just hope that Canada. Obviously, we've talked about this. I think on the first podcast, I just hope that Canada um, realize that you know he's more instrumental for the national team going forward. Mm-hmm. I think they will. I, th- I don't see why they they win. So yeah. Also, a special sh- mention to um, other Canadian, Jonathan David. Big up. Um, playing right now for Ghent, scored today. He's also got 18 goals in the league this year. Uh, three goals in the Europa League, two goals in the Europa League qualifying. Looking, Arsenal's looking at him. Um, I saw Man it, yeah. looking at him. It's like what a week for Canada. <laughs> what a week for Canada. Hopefully, yeah, they've rated. You know, they're like, oh, is this a guy trying to come out of Davies' shadow? No, mm-hmm. they're both. They've you know they've got their own shadows. Mad, they don't. You know, they're already trying to create beef. I know. It's like what? No, they're both playing in different positions. You know, I want those two boys strong for the Canada team. Oh man. Um, Hopefully, hopefully uh, Jonathan David gets a big move in the summer and showcases what he's all about. Yeah. But um, Canada's future is looking bright. Are you going to go to the West Hill Stadium game? The I don't know. Um, I don't know. If I like it, if if it came up, and I think it's already sold out though. No, you can still buy like that Canada section, the Voyagers one. Okay. Well, maybe I, I we need to look at the tickets, and then you got to get over to the island. Yeah, you know? it's like thirteen bucks for the game, but it's just like I don't want to spend yeah. like a hundred plus. It's a full to away get there. day. It's a full away day. Um, it's gonna be a battle on your body. Uh, <laughs> getting <laughs> like over swimming across. <laughs> no, just getting over there and then having a couple pints. You know. Oh, they got good beers at that stadium. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll need to take the uh, the podcast on the road. <laughs> Welcome to the live BC Ferry sponsor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, moving forward now for some other games. Um, another huge talking point, of course, is is Man City, and we've covered all of their UEFA backstory. So that just set up this really interesting game against like the the Golden Boys of Europe in Real. And 
The script could not have gone any worse for Real Madrid last night. Final score was 2-1 for Man City. Ramos with a red card sending off. Um, this game was a genius from Pep. Absolute tactical masterclass. He had Sterling on the bench to start. He came on later. There was just so many things that went well for City. And they got a lot of momentum, I think, going into this, this second leg. What were some of the, the takeaways you have for that, James? I I was watching this game, and I actually... There were some good chances from from Real Madrid. Ben, Benzema had a good header, and then... Uh, was it Vinic- Vinicius Jr.? Oh, I don't uh, know how you didn't put that in. Yeah, I mean, you're playing for Real Madrid. You can't... I, obviously, it's a slip, but still, like... So you're, if you're going down, try to get something on it, you know? Yeah. Um, it was a good save from Ederson. They just, yeah, then they just, they seem to, I don't know, they just didn't seem to kind of play as well as they they could have. Um, Esco played well, Modric played well, I felt, um, but they didn't start Bale. Then the thing with Man City is, yeah, half their half their starting lineup was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just managed to find a way. And, I mean, going to the Bernabeu, with all this stuff glooming over you, with In, Pep and insane. you know, um, good on them. They're, they're you know, I as I said last week, I think uh, they are favorites, or they're my favorites, you know, to win the league or win to the Champions League. Sorry, because if you're gonna get kicked out for two years, the best Fuel thing, on the, fire, the best dude. thing to do. But you look at the lineup and you're just like, you know. But they did it. They, they said got, this for years, though. It was like, how can Man City just not go for this? And it's the last 16 they've never gotten over, right? I think for, like, under Pep's era, for sure, they've never gone through that first I, round of the last 16. I'm not sure. I would, uh, I, if that's, if I, I believe you if that's the case, but. Um, I so it was Tottenham last year, and then it was Liverpool the year before that. No, they were quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Okay, so I'm wrong there. I mean, but, sorry. But also, um, if we talk about the red card. Oh, yes. Very, I think it was very soft. If you look at... I, I can understand it, for like sure. He's clean on goal. It's a scoring chance, and you foul them. I think the ref got that. You have to give the red I there. I know. It's just very soft. And I feel like Sergio Ramos has this... He obviously has this reputation, but if you actually go back and watch his sending offs, a lot of... Even League or Champions League, um, they're a bit... They're a bit soft. Hmm. Like, people... Because he's got that reputation... It seems like like a, a second yellow. It's like maybe you don't have to do that. I'm a big fanboy of Sergio. Ugh. You know, oh, he's a tremendous. It's just the, player. I can't stand everything around him. Sure, he's a good player, but just everything around his game, I'm just like can't stand. You 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 think he uh, injured uh, Salah? Is that, <laughs> you that prop, propaganda? That is, I believe that 100. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He's <laughs> a champion. Remember when the Boston College was like Salah had this brain damage? What was it? Salah had something from that injury. Oh, a concussion, maybe? Yeah, they're like, oh, it's a concussion. And it's just like, oh, my goodness, you guys. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, I think it was a little soft. But th- then he's out for the, the return, going there, winning 2-1 at the Bernabeu, going back to the Etihad. Obviously, they're in the driving seat. And that's where they've slipped before, right? Yeah, for sure. They could have probably went more. Like, they still had Aguero and Silva on the bench. Right. They could have really went for the jugular, and 2-1's pretty conservative. But, you know, anything can happen at a half-empty stadium in Manchester. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, the atmosphere is still be lacking. There's a good turnout, though, for that away section. I always just love that camera angle, and it just looks like... In the gods, yeah. They're, they're in the gods. Like, yeah. they're so high up there. 
Yeah. Um, I actually read a great article yesterday kind of about the European away experience and going to all these games and kind of just all this abuse that's been built in from obviously years gone by that was very well deserved, right? You know, a lot of the Manchester hooligans that would go around to these games. So there's definitely a lot of stigma from the police. Mm-hmm. And I know UEFA and these other supporter groups, like I saw one that was called Watching Football is Not a Crime. And it's all about holding police accountable, you know, when there's, you know, t- water gas, when there's other stuff too. So, but it's just insane how like you would spend all this money, do all this stuff to just have literally the worst seats in Europe. Whereas the com- opposite in Chelsea is like the Bayern fans are always just like, what do you mean we're in like the lower tier? Yeah. And that's ins- that's a, such a foreign concept for all the European away games, right? Yeah, but the, Euro- the I mean, they could put you in the gods all they want. The whole thing with the European away games is, you know, fo- Th- th- two or three days in this country that you've never been with. Yeah. Hundred strong, two hundred strong, uh, of 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 your close supporters, and then just you know having a having a cu- couple good nights out, and then going out to the football. So it sounds like the dream, honestly. You know, <laughs> there's some people who literally in the UK that that's their world revolves around yeah. away games or and football. Yeah. You know, they work wherever they work and then they all their holidays all, all their holiday days are surrounded by uh the the champions league fixtures yeah. or the it's, europa league it's fixtures. honestly like i was at a dortmund tottenham champions league game last year and there's it was just such a different experience seeing like, all those english tottenham fans there and just like how much like there was no like you know there's a bit of tension for sure in the area but like nothing violent nothing like crazy or anything like that where but, were you dortmund dortmund yeah oh, yeah yeah, that, I mean, I've never been to Dortmund. It looks like a tremendous stadium. Though. It was. We didn't get a goal, and I had the beer in the hand the whole time, and I just wanted to throw it after the first goal so badly, and I just didn't get that opportunity. But it was insane. I can't imagine doing that, you know, for a few months out of the year, just traveling with, with other fans, flying into little airports, like getting yeah. cabs and, and taxis and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a really interesting article. It's on The Athletic if you haven't. We're not sponsored. Maybe one day. But definitely give it a read if you can. Uh, moving forward now with some other games. Um, briefly, we'll touch on the Napoli-Barca. Yeah. I finished 1-1, right? 1-1, red card to Arturo Vidal in the 89th minute. Classic. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's also something that's super, like, guaranteed in a football match is Vidal getting a red card. Or a, just a Chilean getting a red card, I guess. <laughs> They're so, you know, like, Vidal... Uh, who is it? Gary Medell or whatever his name is from Inter Milan. He used to play with Inter Milan. I don't know right. if he still does. He's just like, you know, he just gets that, uh, the eyes just glaze over like a shark and he just goes for blood. Uh, yeah, 1-1. One, one. Um, much more possession, obviously, with Barca. They have their new coach is definitely a, a bit more of a, he calls himself a Cruyff disciple. So definitely wants to be more. Uh, possession based but um napoli took their chances um were up one um after 30 minutes just really couldn't hold on um but i mean it was a good game if they can go out with a little bit more grit in in barcelona in the new camp then i think i think they could do it but you know the tie is still very much wide open it's also um let's see it is crazy how, like, much that away goal does matter. And just, like, you know, especially for Barcelona now going. And you think Napoli would be a pretty easy kind of pushover for them, just kind of you put Barcelona in upper-tier stature. So um, it is great, though, to see these other underdogs that are challenging the established up 
European football power. So um, it's it's great right now watching all these games unfold. Yeah, it is good. Uh, I think Barcelona just play a little too slow right now. Like every time I watch them, like Frankie de Jong, who played with Ajax last year, yep. I l- absolutely love him. He's so good at, with the ball, but it just every time I see it, I just he seems to just be like passing it sideways. Mm. And obviously Barcelona is very ticky tacky, but. It's like they never really have evolved from that. Hey, like that hangover is still there, just like this. Because that was Pep that brought that in. Was that Pep or was that somebody before him? Who yeah, it was. In? It was. Well, Pep was definitely the one who um, modernized it, if anything. Right. Um, it was just very much a like a Barcelona thing, and they had so many good players to do that with. But I think they're. I think we'll move on to Real Madrid. I think Barcelona and Real Madrid's European dominance right now. Is is over? They need serious um, revamping, rehauling. Revamping, like Messi, like is you know, Messi's your man, but you need some. Obviously, Suarez is out injured. Suarez is getting older. You need to start, you know. They got Griezmann in the summer. Like that's a young. Pro- well, yeah, but young. has he really? Has he really uh, kicked on? You mm-hmm. know, like has he been exceptional? Well, yeah, that's the thing. We have guy. You got to be exceptional team. at these teams. Yeah. You got to hit the floor. Yeah. You got to hit the ground running. So, um, you 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 need to you don't. There's no chance. There's no time um, to like settle in. Coutinho, when he went, waste man. Yeah, when he went, he 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 lasted. He almost went back to England after six months because it was just like it's just not working here for you. Yeah. You need to you need to go in. You need to be dialed in all the all the way. So, but very much an open tie. Um, I'd like to see. Like to see Napoli uh, get it done, and then we all we picked these all up on the tenth of March for the first, and then the eleventh, seventeenth, and eighteenth. So, a lot of excitement. Always the second leg is always just so exciting to watch because like I think every caution just goes to the wind, especially for these you know like you know Valencia be down four to one, their caution will go out to the wind. Chelsea's caution will go out to the wind as well when they go to to Bayern. That's gonna be tough for them. I don't see them getting anything out of that. If you go to the bridge and get three. And you're not gonna get anything at, at in Germany. Yeah, we'll get a five-one. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he texted me. He's like, "At least we're losing matches Arsenal, Bayern." And then he's like, "Okay, now we are." I like, oh, I, I actually, you know how you guys did lose, um, fifteen to three via three games. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware. But I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll just look at it in the uh, the two games, the five-one and the five-one, ten-two. <laughs> This, the the season afterwards, Celtic played them in the group stage. Oh, shut up! We only lost five um, one on aggregate. So your your team is crap. Yeah. So I just wanted to u- bring that up this morning. Well, you know, thank you for that. <laughs> you know, thank you for the years gone by. Yeah. I actually just sitting there watching it all. I'm just like, I miss this tournament so much. Mm-hmm. I miss seeing that on the Arsenal sleeve. It's just <laughs> so sad right now. I just like, I just want this man. Also, going back to Bayern a little bit, um, Thiago. Is a baller. I've thought of, I've known it since like back in uh, Barca days when he was in, when he, pl- and he played under 21s when they won the European Championships, I think, Spain. Right. And then obviously Pep took him to to Bayern. And I ho- I wanted him to so badly to go to the Prem. He is just, he is just too ridiculous in the middle. Yeah. And for like a, like a Spanish player playing like the way Spanish players play in Germany. It's like so refreshing to like right. see it. So I just wanted to 
Special shout out, shout out to my and favorite then, player. And then Lewandowski's injured from that game. Yeah, four weeks or something. Yeah, so he will probably miss the second leg then. Yeah. I, well, if it is four weeks, then you're missing the second leg. The good thing is you can put yeah. Muller up there or I don't really know. They they don't really – they roll really thin, it seems, with on strikers. But they have that little um, Australian or New Zealand kid. He's uh, – uh, what's his name? Singh? Singh. He's been getting some minutes in the Bundesliga. So Singh will – not seeing him on their Let's see here. original page there. I forget Perisic was with them, too. I thought he was with them. Maybe I'm... And Pavar. Oh, Pavar was such a good pickup by them in the summer. Yeah, I don't know. Shout maybe... out to the dead air. Yeah, right? Sorry. Maybe I'm... Uh... I'll trim that out. Maybe I'm just talking nonsense. I seriously, oh, maybe he's just still on Barca, Bayern BBB, sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking uh, complete nonsense. I don't have time to find it. <laughs> you usually do, James. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that kind of wraps up our, our Champions League coverage. We'll obviously be back here to talk about that for the second leg and then everything beyond that too. I'll hopefully try and get out to one of the bars in Vancouver to watch a game midweek as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um, he does play for them. What's his name? Sarpreet Singh. Sarpreet Singh. He's from... Uh, How old is he? Indian parents, and he's 21, and he is from New Zealand. Mm. He's already played for New Zealand's national team six times, scored once, and played one... He's played Bayern Munich 2, the reserve team, uh, 17 appearances, six goals. Bayern Munich's... Uh, he's only got managed to get on once, but he's uh, highly rated. So who knows? Three nothing up. You can kind of um, afford to take some liberties. Yeah, you can put him on yeah. the bench, play Mueller up front. Um, you know. Also, of, Mueller's got a little bit of a resurgence here too. Like he's looked nice the last couple yeah, of seasons. He has. He kind of he plateaued a little bit. Yeah. And you dwarf thought dwarf star, and then just yeah, and then exactly. So if he had if he had really plateaued, he'd be out of. Byron a long time ago. They, if they don't need you, they usually move you on. But seeing how he's uh, still kicking about and still starting and start still starring, then I think uh, I think he's there to stay so far. All right. Turning to the highly rated MLS domestic league, <laughs> as it is finally back underway. We are. Um, Obviously, very excited to be monitoring how the season will go for all these guys. Um, they've got some changes, I think, to their structure, but we'll get into that later. Right now, we just want to talk about a bit of a weekend preview for, you know, obviously the Vancouver Whitecaps, and as well as looking into how the new, not imported, what the heck am I, uh, expansion league teams expansion are teams. going to be doing. And there is a good history so far of expansion league teams coming in and doing pretty well. So, um, James, why don't we start with the Whitecaps and kind of yeah. work our way there. I love it. Um, obviously, they, they cleaned house pretty good over the summer. They brought in a good amount of, of new talent. Cavallini, obviously, a striker, a Canadian national player. Um, it'll be exciting to see what he can bring to the team as goaling scoring was a huge problem last season. Um, they kind of had their midfield sorted with um, Ibom and um, some other players there, but the striking was just non-existent. So 
I think that's the main signing everyone's kind of talking about going into their season, and they had a pretty good preseason as well. So um, what are you kind of seeing going into Saturday, and do you think they'll have a better season than last, or do you think they still have a lot of work to do? I'm I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful for after last season. I was wondering about, like, Mark, uh, Mark DeSantos and what was going to happen with him. I'd heard that the ownership like believed in this guy they were gonna f- find him a, a director of football and Which get things sorted so they've new ceo new director of football looks like both guys are very competent and know what uh it's about the the scouting and the transfers uh coming in i I've, I've been really um pleased with obviously bringing cavallini in was a major major um boost people thought he was going to you know go to gonna go to europe because he was doing so well for the national team and in mexico i think he could probably could still go to europe if he you know comes up with a couple good perform couple good seasons uh with the white caps right so really looking forward to seeing him um play then you have you obviously have mbom uh Montero's back for another season. Montero's back for another season, which is good because he's going to come off the bench. And for years, you know, he's ca- he's more than capable of getting you a goal. Just age, you know, age gets to us all. So he's, <laughs> you know. So, um, so I think he'll be good. He'll be good, a good addition off the bench. Um, you've got, obviously, Ali Adnan coming back it's just he was so much fun yeah. to, to watch last season just whipping those balls in and just always running so hard at their their right he's so back. weird because he's like a he's a like a wing back but he's so big you know he's, he's almost he's literally a center back on he's the a wing. center back with some with feet you know um you've got david uh milan who's coming from hall city who was really good when he played with heart so i'm pretty excited to see him uh Kind of shout out to the dead league. Well, their hearts are getting relegated, so maybe you could go back there. Um, then the, the goalkeeper, Maxim, Max, big yeah. up Krempo, just such a unit out there, just such a force. Just came out of nowhere. He was this like star of the season, hundred percent. Oh, he, so, he saved them from more know, embarrassment last season. Then it was sure. like, okay, we've got him. Now build up their midfield, as you were saying, like in beyond, but like. Um, they did bring in. Who else did they bring in? Russell Tiber is always there. Like, they didn't bring him in, obviously. Yeah, but he's always there. Did they bring Andy Andy Rose? They brought in right last year. Yeah, he yeah he, like he's a good player. Uh, Owusu, who came from, um, did he come from the Israel League? He's gonna be a midfielder, so or maybe he's gonna be on the wing. I'm not sure. But they look like a much better team than they did last year. Yeah, they've 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 went out in the transfer market and said, "All right, we're gonna we're we're gonna do this." Yeah, they identified the areas they needed strengthening, and you're right. Like they uh, they they believe a lot in Mark, um, and just seeing him at press conferences, seeing him interact with the players on the bench. Like um, I've got a pretty good amount of faith in him. I like what seeing what he's doing out there. Like he's he's motivated. Um, he gets his ideas across really well. Like his five languages he speaks. Like he's such a force out there in the coaching staff. So, yeah, I, I see them. I have high hopes. I have high, high hopes. hopes. Like, obviously, you're va- you're facing uh, Kansas City on Saturday. 
Saturday, a very established team in the MLS. You know, they yeah. they're they're always they're always playoff contending. Yeah, exactly. So, what what do you think for you is the goal for the Whitecaps this season? Like, is it playoffs or bust, or is it like? I think so. I think so because you've made a huge step forward. So now you have to go on the on the field and actually deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and your goodwill you're with your fans is is depleting every season that goes by. Ever yeah. since you you your 2011 season where you joined and you had all these promises, and now you've got teams like you know. Uh, Inter have come in, LA have come in, and just like in one season are doing way more than the Whitecaps have done in years. Now, I understand there are complex issues with like you live in LA, so you can attract players easier. You live in Florida, you can attract players easier. So yeah, um, I know the recruiting staff's done the best work they can. So I'm excited. I got a lot of high hopes for yeah, this I'm, season. I'm, I'm up there with you. I'm, I, hope, uh, I hope they do well, and I'm excited to see kind of the team yeah. come and together. Then, your team, your your team, you vamos, vamos. Uh, they play LAFC on Sunday. I know that you I, couldn't ask for a better trial by fire. I wish I could be there. <laughs> I wish I could be there with my fans. Yeah, Inter Miami. Um, they've been quite obviously. Inter Miami and Nashville are the ones coming into the MLS this year. Inter Miami, obviously backed by the Ma- Moss brothers, and obviously Sir David Beckham. <laughs> The Maz brothers, <laughs> Jorge and Jose Maz. Oh, Maz, yeah. Um, big up Beckham. Big up Beckham. So they've kind of they they're this like, you know, very Hollywood out of Hollywood. Um, I like that football team. Hmm. They're trying to attract a lot of good players, but you know they still have an open DP spot. I don't think they're gonna fill it right now. I, what I've been hearing is that they're gonna save it for the summer they've already brought in a couple good players bizarro from mexico pellegrini um from argentina couple argentinians and they have a real kind of south american latin american vibe to them um who do they play lafc you said they play lafc yeah um i'm not i'm not hopeful (laughs) <laughs> this team's a new, is, you know, you're a new team. Like 100%. if you're going, if you're going against the best, you know, arguably the best team in the league. Yeah. You're. You know, you got to be kind of realistic because they did lose to. Who did they lose to? I just think about timing. You yeah. know, these guys have only been together for so long. Yeah. I, I think they'll do better than Nashville this year just because um, they've actually got, they've brought in people from. Um, from the MLS, like, like experienced players, like Will Trapp, who came from Columbus Crew, he's got twenty odd appearances for the national team. Like someone with a lot of like, um, foreign players in the team. Like having someone like so, um, influential as like Will Trapp, who I'm pretty sure he used to captain Columbus Crew. He's gonna be vital for uh, for this team. You've also got uh, Luis Robles, who has been an experienced goalkeeper throughout the league in Roman Roman Torres. They're Panamanian who has played who who's won championships with Seattle. Um I just think they have much more of a an experienced and um and quality on the park than than Nashville. Do you know who Nashville played this week? Uh Nashville will be playing uh well, Cincinnati is actually playing Red Bulls, and then Nashville is playing Atlanta United. Yeah, see, like <laughs> th- that's. I think that will be a, um, 
I think they'll get steamrolled there. I've looked at the the lineup for Nashville, and they've had a lot of issues. They had an issue had issues with their stadium. Um, it looks like they've got the Nissan Stadium, and it's going to be a sellout. But they um, Do they build one, or do they have one pre existing. I think they may. I think they wanted to build one, and it's now a pre existing one. I'm curious how the Nashville uh, area is going to embrace. It's a multi purpose stadium, so Ugh. yeah, so. Shout out BC plays. Yeah, exactly. So Nashville. Well, it looks like they're they've sold they've sold the fifty thousand seats. So they've gotten fans. They're getting fans, but I just don't know. And their their chief executive is um, the old was it Ian Ayer, who was the old chief executive for Liverpool during like the Brendan Rodgers era. Remember when they were doing the documentary and. Bringing in Joe Allen, <laughs> he was he was the chief executive. So they got they have a guy who who's operating who's been operating at the high level, but it just they've only got one DP, Hanny Mukhtar from um, Germany. He's played under twenty ones at Germany. He came from Bronby in 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 Norway, or sorry, in Denmark. Um, and yeah, he's a midfielder, so I don't, I don't know. Like, they've, they're definitely going probably the more Cincinnati route than the Atlanta United route, right? Where they're going to dump a whole bunch of money in and, and just kind of go for it from the start, where they'll kind of maybe build it up a little bit more and be like probably make less noise. Like Inter is going to make all the noise this season, I think. For Inter will make all the noise, just in terms of like reach and publicity and everything. David Beckham was just on Jimmy Fallon. Who? Ta- <laughs> Which one? Which one do you not know? <laughs> David Beckham was on Jimmy Fallon talking about Inter Miami and um, chatting about like trying to bring all the big stars there. So yeah, they're definitely the the ones who That's are going to make right. all the noise. That's got to help your recruitment so much. Hey, when Beckham's giving you a phone call and say, "Hey, you should come to Miami. Yeah, you know, weather's nice. Some kind of trash people here a little bit, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, at least you're not in like Orlando or anything. But um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I'm excited for the the start of the the season. I think I'm gonna pro- I'll probably have a lot more. Um, I think this podcast will help us follow it all a little bit more. I it think, definitely will. Right? Also, shout out to Stephen Guppy, who is the assistant manager of um, at Nashville. Used to play with Celtic. Not other than that, his claim to fame is not much greater than greater than that. But I just I saw that yesterday and I was like, oh wow, I know him. I think I think you know. We've covered those teams that are new. I think all eyes, again, are going to be on LA Galaxy. You know, they let Zlatan go in the, in the I guess, winter. I want to say summer market, but I guess it's the winter spring market. And they bring in Javier Hernandez. So they just, you know, out goes one giant superstar and comes another one. That's just going to be so big with that LA area there, right? Because they've got a lot of, yeah. um, you know, Mexican supporters there, a lot of fans of the culture and the game there. So, like, he's just going to fit in. I think so well, and, and already puts LA Galaxy back to the the top tier of like probably competing again. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. I always love the first weekend of the MLS, just like everyone's in action, Toronto's in action, Montreal's in action. Yeah, it gives you a bit of a the buzz of all these. There's nothing more exciting than having like an afternoon or late afternoon, four p.m. kickoff oh, and stuff. Um, how it's supposed to be, not this four a.m. seven a.m. Yeah, nonsense. I know. So I will be pretty. Um, I'll be pretty G'd up for for this week in this season. Just try to make it out to as many games, especially with the there's just seems to be a whole new vibe. So 
uh, I'm excited to put on my MLS cap. And and then you're going to the first Inter game in Seattle or Portland. Port- yeah, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna try to go to Portland. It's not nothing's being confirmed, but that's the uh, that is the plan. So they're not coming to. I don't think they're coming to Seattle. They're not coming to Whitecaps. They're not coming to Vancouver. So, um, you know. The boys need to go on the on the road. On the road. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, that's not until August, I believe. So hopefully, um, hopefully they don't disappoint me too much. But until then, yeah, I think for the Whitecaps as well. For me, the Whitecaps overall, the, the game I'm most looking forward to this season is when Montreal Impact comes to town because obviously Arsenal legend Thierry Henry is managing, and you know he think. actually when he came as a player with um, the New York Red Bulls. He actually never played at BC or any of the other West uh, Coast teams. Like, he he uh, wouldn't yeah. play the pitch. So yeah, now for him to come to BC Place, you know, like I imagine he'll get a huge reception by the Arsenal fans. That will probably be coming up as well from the greater Washington and BC areas too. So, yeah, it's it's exciting for sure to be seeing all these teams and whatnot coming by. So Yeah, um, I'll be rooting against uh, Montreal. 100%. That's for sure. Always root against Montreal. Um Okay, do you have anything else you want to chat about? Um, I think those were the only two big topics I want to cover was Champions League and, and MLS preview. Is there anything you wanted to... I just wanted to dive into something that I saw today Ooh. or this morning that... Breaking news. Breaking news that the Premier League are to launch a Hall of Fame. So will just be for... Well, I guess I wouldn't just be for English players. Players of exceptional skill and talent to be recognized with two inducted in March and more to be voted in. Hmm. So at start, you start um, from the inception of the Premier League in 1992 onward. Um, it's, I don't think, no, it's not going to be, it's going to be players who have played. It's not going to be just English players or anything like that. But, you know, a very North, a very North American uh, take on it. Yeah. Um, it's smart though. We like our Hall of Fames. But, but I think it is good because we all say like, oh, he he's one of the greatest, and there's so many shows of the greatest of the Premier League and this and that, and it's actually, it'll be good for, for these players to actually be recognized like, not just you know in pubs and yeah. <laughs> here and there. Actually, like, there's a place like, oh, this person's actually in the Hall of Fame. Managers too, or just players? It have to be managers. Have to be managers. For who first two for me, you gotta have Ferguson as first he's in the first two for me. Yeah. Um and then oh who else do you pick? Who are your first two? First two managers? Or first two like manager player. Uh, manager they're doing player. two inductees, right? That's the first one they're doing. Um uh, Ferguson and Henri for me. Yeah, I would say Ferguson for sure. So many good players. I'd say Someone who's definitely going to be in it is like Eric Cantona, you know. Like he's. I'm there for the speech. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm there for the speech and the crown on his head. Um, yeah, players like that. Rooney be, will be there. I, that's the thing is like once they slowly get all conduct uh, inducted in, you're going to be like, oh, of course this yeah. person's in. They're going to pick all the Man U players and then they'll move to everyone else. Yeah, because then you got to think like people like Tony Adams. Yeah. Um, but then you got to think like. Uh, like Brian, like Brian Rob, Brian Robson. Like you got to think back to you know the inception of it. You yeah. got to think of like who was playing back then, um, because you'd think that would be the you would induct all those guys first. Yeah, the guys who have been waiting the longest. <laughs> Please, you know. So, um, 
you'd get the Alan Shearers in there, oh, Kenny Alan Dalglish Shearer. for winning the the Premier League with Blackburn as manager. Um, yeah, there's so many. That it's gonna is, be it's gonna be too big. They're gonna be like we're gonna need to speed up this process because there's so many good great guys. If you ever want a pub trivia question, it's always who won the Prem in '95. Yeah. Oh man, you Arsenal, and it's like Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers, the mighty Rovers. Um, that's awesome though. Yeah, you should just go around the stadiums and see what statues are outside of stadiums <laughs> and be like, all right, he's in. Okay, I'm <laughs> for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's gonna be exciting. Thursday, um, the Premier League Hall of Fame will be revealed on Thursday. The 19th of March. The first two inductees. Well, we will check back in with that in March then. Awesome. Okay, that'll do it for us, folks. Thank you very much for listening and for helping us be a part of your day. My name, as always, is Nolan Braun. I'm James O'Hara, and we will see you next week. Mm